there's just things that friends like that that you forget that aren't like a given every place that you go and it's that community too like that of people that really encourage you to like do your own thing and they also challenge you to learn different perspectives and I think this is gonna sound like kind of funny but when you go onto the real world you really find that people aren't as respectful as you had during your time at friends so it's like just having those like core values kind of ingrained in you from like a very young age it really does make a difference and people notice that to another episode of the Quaker Matters podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Sierra Graves, Wilmington Friends School class of 2016 and current marketing director at Thrive Music. Sierra, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I want to talk to you a lot about your career, networking, and just sort of how at such a young age you've gotten to where you are currently. But I first want to know, when did you first become interested in music production? Great question, and it's a really fun story. So um, I have actually been a musician since I was very young. Um, I first joined band at Friends in fourth grade with Mr. Very. Shout out, Mr. Very. Um, and I played the flute. And I just, over the years, started to like evolve my music taste. Um, around middle school, I found out what electronic music was and EDM was because I found out about Skrillex, thanks to my older sister. And just like was so like captivated by like these weird sounds that weren't really like in pop music at all yet. Um, so I was starting to follow like DJs and producers that I loved. And then I think around my sophomore year of high school, I wanted to figure out how to make these weird sounds I had been listening to all these years and kind of dove into music production for dummies on YouTube kind of, and just got into all of that. Um, just self-taught, you know, because there wasn't really like resources at the time that I could use other than, you know, YouTube. And of course, Mr. Very would then help me to like get into it. But yeah, it really just stemmed from a love of the music and just wanting to know more about it. So as you're teaching yourself, are you then buying equipment? Are you coming to school and using equipment? Like what does that next <laughs> yeah. phase of, look like of like consuming the material online, but then actually sure. to put that in practice? Definitely. So I had a part-time job uh, at a grocery store in high school and I saved up all my money to buy my first like mini DJ controller just to practice mixing for DJing, which is completely separate from music production. Um, but I just used what I had at the time. So I used GarageBand, um, Logic, and then eventually got Ableton, um, which is this, the software I use now um, to make music. So that was very DIY in the early stages and just saving up money to just try to learn um because there's not like well now there is but at the time there wasn't like dj or music production school that was you know easy to do as a student who was still going through high school so yeah i just kind of like worked with what we had at the time after graduating from friends in 2016 you leave to attend elon 
um, and you are a music production and recording arts major there. Why was that so important for you to select Elon to continue uh, your pursuit in this music production uh, career path? Definitely, it's a great question. Um, I, I actually had never heard of Elon until Friends. Um, Kathleen Martin recommended Elon as a great school, not just for music, but for everything, um, because I, I did want to still like expand my horizons outside of music. Um, but they had a really great music production program and a strong alumni network that would help me sort of find those essential opportunities uh, that would really help my career. But I will say it is in North Carolina, so it's not like electronic music or EDM cultures well and alive there. It's, it's very scarce, but the campus itself was a really close-knit community and the faculty there was really involved in helping the students and connecting the students with people outside of the, the school. So I think that alone set it apart from a lot of other colleges um, that were on my list. So I loved Elon. I think it, it gave me a lot of really good tools. Could you maybe expand on that a bit and just give an example of one or two tools that Elon was able to give throughout the duration of your time there? Like friends, Elon um, was a very, again, close-knit community. So it was obviously larger, but it felt very like familiar and homey. And in a sense, that can be good and bad because you always want to expand your horizons. But it allowed me to become very close with some of my professors who were invested in my pursuit of working in the electronic music industry, um, because I will say my major as a whole was mainly for like the classic singer songwriter type or like people who are going after the classical music route, which was not me, but it was really cool to like learn all about that. Um, But I think one of the best tools was again, that alumni network because I was able to connect with um, alumni out in LA and, just in all other locations that were really huge for getting those important career opportunities. So that alone really set it apart because it wasn't like my learning stopped like when I left the campus, I was able to connect with people. Um, and that was actually how I ended up getting my first internship at Dimock, um, was because I did an Elon in LA program, which allowed me to study in LA, take a music class, but you know, on my own, do like an independent internship and get real world experience, which is how I found out I actually love to do marketing as someone who was thinking they were going to be a producer and DJ like growing up. So it was really cool to sort of have that moment of, okay, this might be something I can do for the rest of my life. In what ways does being a music production and recording arts major and those experiences working on the creative side of things, how does that help now with your marketing and promotion work that you currently do for Thrive Music? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my one of my main responsibilities is trying to market the artists that we sign and build our brand. And being a musician, number one, puts you in that creative mindset, um, but also as somebody who's not just been like a consumer of electronic music and EDM, just someone who's been producing it, um, I've just been able to put myself like in the mindset of the artist. So I'm able to think, okay, if this were me, like, what would I do if this were my project? And what would I want from the label if it were me? So I think it kind of sets it up so that I can put myself in their shoes and also understand the culture. Um, One of the unique things I think about electronic music and the industry is that 
if you're involved in it, it also means you're heavily involved in the culture and the industry is constantly changing. So being able to like follow those trends and see what's coming next, um, I think being a creative person and just a creative in general really helps you accomplish that. I guess I should have probably asked this question as a follow-up when you were talking about your internship experience with DIMAC out in LA, but I guess I want to know, it was there, that internship, that experience where you really saw yourself as a marketer and someone that wanted to do this full-time as a career? Yeah, it, it actually, I joke about it because I never took like an official marketing course. Um, I, after I completed like my degree and everything, I took some additional like free online classes that Elon offered for grads. But at the same time, I think that one of the biggest things that I learned was like, you really have to apply like the skills that you learn in the classroom outside. And sometimes you don't even learn your most essential skills necessarily in the classroom. I think it's sort of like comprehensive, like obviously there's things that are important that you learn in school, but when you're in a job and you're working on the fly, like you pick up things that you won't necessarily be able to get other than through an internship or a job or something. So it's just kind of being aware of there's like, there's so much more you can learn to just outside of the classroom, but it is important to like apply those skills and use all of the things you know in creative ways to be, you know, the best version of yourself that you can in that job. So yeah, long story short, I didn't take a marketing course, yeah. but all of my external like opportunities were social media marketing, like digital marketing, all of that good stuff. Well, you're obviously really good and talented at your job as you receive a gold record for your work on the track, Do It To It by Acres. Could you just take us to that moment and the emotions running through you when you receive the news that you are in fact a gold record uh, recipient? Yeah, it was really special. Um, I still can't really believe it because I just always think back to like that first day when I was like in high school that I downloaded some free software to try and make music and I was just diving into like all the artists I had started to discover. Um, so when I found out that I was receiving one, I was just like in shock, honestly. Like I don't think it hit me until I physically had it in my hands. Um, the fact that I was even like given one, I, I just, it was such like a moment of disbelief, but I felt really proud and I knew that my younger self would be really proud um, of that moment. So it was really special and definitely like top 10 moments probably in my life for sure. This probably isn't a awesome question, but how did all of it happen? Like how does the dance become a major trend? What was the work that went into it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to like pinpoint each specific moment, but I will say it was a huge team effort. I mean, I'm one of the best things I think about um, Thrive and the way that we work is that everybody contributes and everybody works together and we all consider each other's like ideas um, equally. And I think that allowed me as somebody who's very new and young, like, especially in the TikTok realm, like that's my generation. So I was really lucky to actually have such a leadership role in that, um, considering everything. Um, but being as, you know, someone who uses TikTok often, I helped kind of give a different perspective on things because I was one, one of the people who's using it every day. 
Um, so after sort of discussing like, okay, where does this song lie like within the platform? Like how would people use it? Um, we started to like seek out like agencies and other, you know, like people that could potentially help us build the campaign even further, which is how we all kind of came up with that TikTok dance, which then became that initial trend that creators on the platform would use and then just continuing to push it and push it and push it because at the same time, it's like when you miss that moment, you can't really get it back. So you're kind of taking a Hail Mary into it being like, well, we're going to just full send this whole thing. Hopefully it catches on. Just don't, you know, stop or slow down. You really just have to keep going with it. Um, and it was just a lot of like, it's funny to describe it this way, but when you're trying to get like DSPs, like Spotify, Apple, whatever, to like really love the song, like you need to show them you love it yourself. So you have to like jump on the table and be like, hey, like here's all the cool things happening with it. Like look at all these like, you know, trends that are happening on TikTok. Like look at the numbers here. Like this is something that people are really you know, getting into. So it's one of those things where you're just like, got to keep going no matter what. You got to keep pushing forward, pushing it, doing everything in your power to make people want to listen to the song and follow the artist. So it was a lot. I don't think there was like one thing that really said it. It was a combination of like all of the tools that we could possibly use to make it a hit. You obviously have touched on a lot of your responsibilities as like the marketing director and all that entails i guess like from a day-to-day -day basis what is the most important piece of your work um i mean i think the most important thing that i do pretty much on a daily or weekly basis because things do change every day um is solidifying the marketing rollout for each release and communicating that with the artist and their management um especially this time of year because we're looking at Q1 and that's like, it comes faster than you think. And there's this thing in the music industry where the last like two weeks of the year, everyone just kind of shuts down. So not just now, but all the time, you're always like thinking ahead to like, okay, what's the next release? Like how in advance do we need to do X, Y, Z? Like if it's a promo campaign or whatever for that particular artist, it's kind of like defining where they are in the space and then deciding what tools and things we need to accomplish for them to have not just the best release day, but post-release. So it's sort of like you're thinking weeks in advance. So every day I'm like, okay, like maybe we have three releases coming out on one particular Friday next month. Let me lay this out and make sure I kind of line up exactly where each of them are and communicate that. And it, that's the thing is a lot of my job is communicating. It's not just like sitting behind a desk it's always working with someone else or trying to plan ahead for the next thing. So it's, it's a lot of like moving pieces at once. So a lot of my day two is just getting organized so that I can make sure I'm not missing anything or missing a deadline. So yeah, it's a lot of different things. And I think that's why I like it because not one day is the same. So it's never boring. <laughs> We mentioned this and I was, you know, I, I stalked your LinkedIn profile just to make sure <laughs> like I had my info right. But it's pretty clear that you've been successful from a networking standpoint. And that's, you know, kind of ultimately like how you got into the marketing world. So I just want to touch a little bit on like tips for successful uh, networking. So I know in college you were interning with like Warehouse Crew, Ultra Records. Uh, you mentioned Dimac. Like why is networking so important? I think it's so important because oftentimes 
the best jobs and most worthwhile ones are not going to be necessarily found by just submitting like a blind resume or cover letter. I mean, of course, depending on what your industry is. Um, but if we're talking like entertainment music industry, um, most the, of the people who find that place that is right for them, it comes from a personal connection and it comes from you being passionate about that particular profession or job or whatever. If you also sit back and just wait for it to come to you, then it definitely won't. There has to be some like active, like, you know, outsourcing of those things because there's always going to be somebody else who wants it more. And if you're not the one who's getting on top of it and showing that recruiter, whoever it is, that you want it very bad, then it may not be your time to have that job. So I think networking is really important because not only do you build those connections for the job you're going for, but there's always someone who knows someone who knows someone, and that someone could be that essential person who gets you that dream job that you've been always wanting. So there's a lot of benefits. And I think if you go into it good intentions, you'll come out with positive results for sure. What are some ways in which you have made uh, connections? And these can be like obvious ways, but also maybe less obvious. Yeah. So my first internship was actually uh, at Dimock. I think I mentioned this before. And I like sort of did some digging on like on LinkedIn, like you stalked like the company profile, like looked on Facebook at the people who currently work there. And by doing that digging, I saw that one of the current marketing assistants there had a mutual friend with me who went to Elon and they had the same internship at the time with that current marketing assistant. So they knew each other. So I figured, okay, I'm not a complete rando if I message this person. I mean, there's a chance they might see it. So I was just like, hey, like I'm a student at Elon. Um, I have a mutual friend with this person. I was wondering if you had any marketing like or just internships because I'm really passionate, blah, blah, blah. Like something very simple that wouldn't be like, you know, annoying because again, people are busy and getting a random message isn't always great depending, but uh, she was super nice, was so like excited for me and said, uh, we're not, you know, we, we're going to be getting interns like later this year, but just like, here's the email, like, please send your resume and whatever, and we'll, we'll get back to you. And I think it was like a month or two later, uh, they got back to me because I followed up a couple times. And I think that's the key thing too. Once you do the first thing, it's like, take that sigh of relief, but then you have to make sure you follow up because they will forget, especially if there's other people. Um, so I think the follow-up was key because that was like, oh, by the way, like I still exist. <laughs> like, you know, just get putting that like little seed in their mind. Um, and yeah, that was one of the ways. And then um, I think just being at shows too, um, just in the last year and a half, um, traveling to festivals and different, you know, events and things like that. Um, you meet a lot of people that you don't expect to meet. I mean, not just artists, but management, like other people who work at the festival or just do work at an agency. Like those people are so essential because they could end up being like your coworker or somebody that you use. So I've encountered so many people that not have just become my really close friends, but people I work with on a daily basis just by going to things. So it's a very social industry. And I think that people who take advantage of that end up meeting a lot of really cool people that could help them. So it's happened to me and I, I'm so grateful for that.
For sure. And obviously you've done a really good job uh, of it. Um, I guess maybe <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> what like are there tips for somebody that's introverted or maybe uncomfortable communicating with someone that uh, that they don't know? So- I have been one of those people. Trust me. <laughs> I'm speaking like I'm a very extroverted person, but I am also very much introverted. I'm like a combo. So it's not like this like practice was like easy to do because uh, I've never had like experience doing it before. Um, I think my best advice, and I know this sounds like very silly because it's not easy to do either, but just comes with practice because I've like, not like bombed interviews, but like there, when I was just starting out, I was insanely nervous. It felt like the pressure was so high. Like I was so in my head about it. And that's okay. I think everyone thinks you need to be perfect your first go around. I think it's just the act of doing it and trying and just putting in the effort, even if you're not perfect at it, that makes it easier the next time. Because I'm actually really glad that one of the first interviews I really like wanted for a job didn't go well, because I learned like, okay, like, clearly, I was super nervous, and they could tell, and it showed. But I now know this. So that is what I recommend is just practice like, with a friend practice from learning and failing like just do as much as you can like if you're anxious like take some deep breaths like do like a little like meditative sesh before do what you need to care for yourself before you go out to an event and if you need to leave then leave it's okay i think it's just about the consistency and like being self-aware of like where you need to you know work the areas you need to work on and that helped me because i have never been a comfortable public speaker or this is new to me um and I think it just comes from the practice of doing it um and having having to do it as part of my job because I know that like at for example at friends or in college if I had to do a presentation in front of the class my heart was pounding my stomach was sinking I was terrified um so I get it it's not easy and I still it's still not easy for me now but again doing things over and over again and getting comfortable with the people you work with is a huge thing so long, long answer, but just practice. We talk about like making the connections, right? And networking. Um, I think it's pretty imperative that like you keep these alive. So how do you continue to not necessarily like build more relationships and build more connections, but just in terms of like maintaining the ones that you do have, I guess, and, and making sure that those are strong. For sure. I mean, there's so many different kinds of relationships that you can have within the industry, especially depending on like age and where you live and all of that. And I'm someone who works remotely. So doing that from my standpoint is huge because I'm not based in LA. Um, So for me, if I truly want to maintain a connection with someone and this doesn't always work, but I really just truly want if I like the person and I like hanging out with them, I admire what they do, then like, I will genuinely just be their friend. And you maintain that relationship, like how you would a friend, I mean, with with certain like, you know, things to keep in mind, like, of course, there might be a time where you have to be like work mode, and that's great. But I think the best connections are the ones with people that you genuinely like and want to support. I don't really like the like, people try to befriend people to get something out of that connection. And to me, like, in, in a professional setting, like, of course, you always want to be respectful and nice to people because you know that, like, you know, you're all working together. But if there's, like, some kind of, like, negative connotation behind it, I don't really think that 
intention is a good one. I would rather do it with like the full intention of like, this person's really cool. Like I want to be friends with them and then just get out of that. You know what you'd get out of that from having a friend like that. That is the best way to go about it is going into it with like positive and good intentions. Um, and then people that, you know, like they're not going to be your close friend. They're more of an acquaintance. So sort of like checking in on them every now and then, like, especially with social media, like you might see it's their birthday, like say happy birthday. If you see something cool happen, comment back and be like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like you could just do little things like that, that that person's like, wow, they took the time. I mean, they're not probably thinking this, but in the back of their mind, it's like, they took the time to say something to me. Like that's, that's cool of them because not everybody does that, especially when you have like so many people doing all these different things on your social media. You noted there that you live in Wilmington, a lot of the music industry, your company based out in LA. What went into the decision to stay close to home and be in Wilmington and, and not live out in Hollywood? Yeah, um, it's definitely not a thing I would have thought I'd be doing before COVID. Um, but I think for a lot of people going through the pandemic changed our perspectives a lot on things. And as much as I love LA and I love being able to visit there at the office and hang out with my coworkers, I do think that in these times, it is really important to like spend time with your family and be close with those people who kind of keep you grounded. I know that sounds kind of like cheesy, but it's so true because this is one of those industries too that you see a lot of people get sucked in and like it can become very unhealthy for people. So in any profession, it's sort of like setting that boundary um, and being able to know what's best for you long-term. Because as much as I love music and I love my job and it's my favorite thing ever, it's not my entire personality and it's not my entire life. So for me, living in Delaware is sort of like my way of like staying with my roots kind of and like enjoying that time that I have with friends and family and being able to make that healthy, like, set of, apart from my job. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm very grateful and lucky that, you know, the silver lining of the pandemic that this is an option because before this would not fly. Like I would have to move out there. I would have to do all these different like life changes. And I'm just grateful that I can make the most of where I'm at. Um, you've touched on just from a career standpoint, building relationships, a lot of your uh, marketing, as you've said, is just being organized and, and communicating effectively with a variety of people. In what ways did friends, yeah. I guess, help prepare you for sort of those responsibilities as a professional? For sure. Um, I think just looking back, and I feel like I didn't appreciate it enough at the time, because, um, you know, you're going to school and you're like just kind of going through the motions. Um, I didn't realize how much friends gave me that opportunity to like be a leader and be an outspoken person and really like invest in my own interests. Um, I think that's what makes friends really unique aside from a lot of other reasons is that it wasn't just like your learning stops in the classroom or the teachers stop caring about you once you leave. Um, they're all so invested in the students. And I really do think back to like, when I was just learning about electronic music production, um, how much Mr. Very was involved in like, or invested in me learning that and allowing me to incorporate what I was learning into like my final like jazz band concert, which was so cool for me. 
because I can't really think of many other places that would really do that, especially like in a high school. So there's just things that friends like that, that you forget that aren't like a given every place that you go. And it's that community too, like that of people that really encourage you to like do your own thing. And they also challenge you to learn different perspectives. And I think this is going to sound like kind of funny, but when you go into the real world, you really find that people aren't as respectful as you had during your time at Friends. So it's like just having those like core values kind of ingrained in you from like a very young age, it really does make a difference and people notice that. So I think Friends for a lot of many reasons other than just the great education really sets you up for just your life in general, I think, just with how you interact with people and how you communicate and how you carry yourself. And you have obviously been interacting and communicating and carrying yourself really well as you continue to achieve so much in such a short and young uh, professional career. We're going to make a little bit of a hard left turn here and go to some rapid fire questions called our Mad Minute segment. So my first question for you is, who is your favorite artist that you have worked with? That I've worked with? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> I think my favorites, oh, I have a couple. I mean, right now, I'll do the two right now that have been like really essential during my time at Thrive. Um, a craze, obviously. Um, working with him has been really cool and he's such a grounded and like down to earth person. It's really fun. Um, and he's also super talented and also more kismet. Um, one of our younger artists, um, they are 17 and they're like a musical prodigy. It's just been so cool to see their evolution. Um, and also just like the impact that they have on their community, um, as a black non-binary artist too, like they're really challenging, like the norms. And I so respect that. Um, and they're just so well-spoken. I just love the message that they send out um, and their style of music is so cool. Like I, I can't even imagine doing that at 17. So the fact that they're touring, producing, doing all of the things that I like dreamt of at that age is just like insane. And their manager is also one of my best friends now. So it's just really cool that like that happened and, and it's just really cool to work with them. They're just so, it's, it's hard to put into words. I'm just like, I'm so happy to, for them and to see their growth. Favorite artist for you to listen to? Porter Robinson. I think I think that's an obvious one for anyone who knows me. Uh, Porter Robinson is my favorite. I, I think I started producing music because I heard his music, and I think his music was the, was like the reason I was like, okay, I want to learn. So he's still my favorite. Love him. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Oh, geez. That's, why is that harder than all the other questions? Uh, my favorite food... Um, I think right now, because it's cold, I always just want like a grilled cheese and tomato soup. It's probably like my go-to. I mean, not like I could eat it every day, but because of the weather right now, that's my meal of choice. What are you currently <laughs> uh, binge watching on Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming device that you might have? Oh, wow. There's so many things I'm actually watching. Um, well, I'm following Bob's Burgers is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, been watching that with the new episodes coming out every week. Um, I just also uh, binged the Great British Baking Show. So love that one. Um, and yeah, I'm watching a bunch of things. So, <laughs> what's your, uh, if, if, if you can reflect back to your time at Friends, uh, what was your favorite spot on the Wilmington Friends School campus? Oh, wow. That is a tough question. 
Um, it's not the way that it was anymore, but the old junior lounge was one of my favorite spots and the college guidance lounge area. Those were my two spots to go. Loved them. My last two questions for you in our Ring the Bell segment. What do you want your legacy in the music industry to be? Oh, that's a powerful question. <laughs> um, I think what would be really cool for me um, would be to have some impact on the artists that I work with. Um, not just like in the creativity standpoint, but I really do care for the artists that we sign and I do really care about their project as people too. So I, I think it would be really cool for my legacy to just be somebody who is really invested in the artist project and had a forward thinking mindset when it came to, you know, helping grow their own project. So that would be a really cool legacy, I think, to have. And then my last question for you, what's your why or another way to like reframe it is what's your purpose? Oh, geez. <laughs> that is a really difficult question. Um, I, I really think that my purpose is to bring more positivity and happiness into the world other than just like, I know that sounds very broad and cheesy, but through my own art form, um, which is music and marketing and production and just the people that I meet, I, I really want to leave like a positive impact on the people that I know and work with, not just in like my job, but outside. Um, I think again, like when you go back to like, what did I learn at friends? Like it's just leading with kindness and knowing that like we're all in it together things like especially my job it's not the end of the world if you make a mistake so in those moments when you want to like be upset or annoyed with someone maybe that made a mistake it's sort of just like reminding yourself like we're all in it together like you can choose you can always choose to go about something in a nice way you can always be like a powerful version of yourself if you're kind and you lead with positivity in those moments, especially where you want to do the opposite. So I think that is a very powerful tool that I could have. And I think my purpose is definitely in that realm. I wish I had more time to think about this, but I'm going to go with that. <laughs>